Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Dr. Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And I'm Corbs. What's up, guys? How's the week been? It's been all right. All yeah, right. Not too bad. Can't complain. Good. So then we'll hop right into our Valhalla Minute. Does it have to be a Valhalla Minute? Uh, I mean, it's better than saying, what are you playing? And then everyone says, well, we're still playing Valhalla. Because I'm not going to talk about Valhalla this week. Well, I mean, I have something else to talk about, too. But oh, okay. Go we're going to get into it. Um, Corbs, it, yeah. it seems uh, you're 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 breaking away now. You're you're yeah. taking off on me. Yeah, I'm up to like uh, I'll say like 140 power or something like that. So yeah, you're climbing. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, it worked out nice last Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My son was sick. Had a head real bad head cold. So. I kind of was just, I stayed in my room. He stayed in his room. So I was able to kind of just get on him and play for, you know, a couple hours at a time. I think I might've played those three days. I think I might've played probably a total of like 10 or 12 hours. Nice. Between the three days. So like four hours each day, but like intermixed it. And to be honest with you, it might even have been double that. Nice. I mean, cause I, I played for a while. Cause for me, when I start playing it, I kind of lose track of time. <laughs> it's easy to do. It, it is. <laughs> so, but so I've I, I collected all the wealth and the mystery items for uh, Grantonsburg Bridge, whatever the hell the place is, and then uh, Ledshire. Yes, I know what you're talking. Uh, about. I got most of the stuff from that in, the, in those two areas. So, right. well, that explains been, it then. That's that's how you jump so high. Well, yeah, because I've been. I went through and did, and I got, I think I've got East Avia, Ava, Avila. They're now a, an ally. Oh, so you finished the one where you have to go after Lady, uh, whatever her name is. Yep. Yeah, yep. I just finished that one this evening. Yeah, so when you when you go back to meet with uh, Randy, when you go back and meet with her, you could, they give you an option to go to a couple different places. And I kind of looked at the map, and that's like a power 55. And at that point, I was only like at a 75. So I went over there and did a couple of raids, and then I started picking stuff off. And then I would, you and I had 
been texting back and forth and I realized not that it mattered, but I was like way out in front of you. I was like, oh, I'm going to start going through here and picking up all the little straggling, the wealth and the mystery items. So I was doing that. So that's what I've been doing. So I got most of those in, in those two areas. And uh, so I'm back over to East Avalon and I'm going to start doing that over there. I just went on another raid before I, we went to dinner tonight. I did another raid over there and went back to Ravenswood and my camp's now at, uh, it's at a four, but like halfway or three quarters of the way through four, almost to a five now. Nice. So let me do um, that. And now to ask uh, about the settlement, because I'm yeah. also at a four. Um, should you be doing the ones that they, they suggest to you in the letters? Like, are those the, the, the buildings you should be doing? Like, uh, it was telling me the two, just, to do the cartographer picked, just, and whatever else. I just been picking my own buildings and building them. Yeah. To be honest with you, I haven't really, like, to be honest with you, I haven't even opened up the box of letters that David that <laughs> said to take a look at every once in a while. I first should go take a look at it. And I didn't realize that when you synchronized the, the crow at all the places, you get skill points for you get yeah stuff for that. I didn't realize that at first, so I've been I had to go back through and find the ones those. that I missed and, and do them and stuff like that. So now, have either of you run into the assassination bug yet? The assassination bug? Since the river raid, if you go on the second river and you go to the uh, the big one and you, you get the, the skill book, it's called Shoulder Bash, it breaks assassinations. Oh wonderful. Yes, I currently um, am. I can no longer assassinate anyone. Um, all I can do is a stealth attack, which brings down ninety-five percent of their health, but it doesn't kill them. And it's it's a reported known bug now, um, tied to get picking up that ability. Interesting. Okay, so stay away from that one for now. In fact, I would say stay away from the river raids completely because uh, it starts off um, noticing, and it, maybe it's only the second river. Uh, but it's, you start off, I notice like, hey, you know, I can't use my assassination ability on this river raid. Maybe they thought that was too easy or, or whatever, but it, it kind of, you know, maybe it was after I picked up the uh, the ability. I don't know. I didn't even want the fucking ability. I just went and got it. All right. Just to do right. it. Yeah. And now uh, I haven't, I I haven't even started the river raids at all. So I've done actually, the very first one and I haven't bothered going back to it. And I was looking at it today after I, I got back to it was when I saw it on the side. I was like, you know, what, maybe I should start doing some of these. But then I was like, ah. Uh, go back over to East Avalon and pick up all the wealth and the mysteries over there and do some raids over in that area and and whatnot. So nice. I need to do more raiding. I don't have enough uh supplies to to build yeah, up any more stuff I right now. I didn't need it. That's why like I, I went back to, to Ravenswood and you know I, I go back there because every once in a while if I find a, a little pond or, or, or lake or whatever in the middle of the thing I'll, I'll just throw the fishing line in there and catch some fish just to see what's in there. I don't even know how to fish. I haven't even done that. Oh, I haven't, the, I haven't built the fishing hut yet either, though. So that's why. Well, you have to you have to hold on the PlayStation, hold it down the the, the, the four buttons. Yeah, hold it down, and then use right, the right button, the right L button or the R three button. Hold okay. it to like the bottom right hand corner. You when it comes up, that comes up. You can do the torch, and yeah, you can call the mount. You can call your long ship from there. But at the button, the bottom right hand section of it there's the fishing line i didn't know how to do it either at first i'm like i gotta figure out how to because i don't know you saying about you know catching the fish because there was one of the ones that you have to do you got to catch 10 i want to say it's 10 small bullhead bullhead fish or 10 regular bullhead fish yeah Yeah, so i was fishing off the dock right at at ravenswood trying to catch the fish and you'd get like one or two and then 
I was like, so I would go back and hand them off every once in a while. But as I was wa- wandering around, I found some other spots to find fish. So I was like, I'm just going to every once in a while, I'll just throw the line in. Because when you, when you build the fishing hut and the little kid's there and he gives you the fish to, to bring back. So every time I find a spot, any place I, I go, I find a little river or whatever. I hit the R3 or the R3 button and kind of do the Odin's eye and see if there's any fish in there. Then I just cast the line oh, cool. just, just to see what's in there. So I've, I've, I found a couple of, you know, spots where it's pretty, um, you get some different fish. Obviously, the farther in the, the game you're going to go, you're going to end up with different fish and stuff like that. So, but, and then I just, like I said, I was going through and I was doing the, finding the Wilson and stuff. And I found another legendary animal to kill. It was uh, three it a bear? wolves. Three oh, wolves. yeah. The, Hugh was telling us about them a few weeks ago. The three yeah. wolves. I haven't done that one. I haven't, I haven't come across that. I mean, yeah. And I actually ended up killing them. Okay, I kind of figured you were. Sorry, my son was in the shower and he heard <laughs> a loud crash. He just popped out and said, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, so I just ran into the, the, the three wolves uh, last night. Nice. So, and killed them. But there's, um, so when you, when you build the hut, when you get the legendary animals and you bring animal parts back to these guys there's a spot for legendary animals. So I got the, the, the elk, which was in Norway and then there's a spot and then there's the wolf. So I missed, I missed one and I'm not sure where it is yet. So it's gotta sure. be a polar bear or something because there's a spot for a bear on it. When you, when you look at it. Okay. Um, and speaking of bears, I'm on a quest now to find Bjorn and his white bear. Nice. That's nope. I'm I think I just about found his cave when I had to turn it off this afternoon. So yeah. we'll jump back into that afterwards. Uh, so are you are you just going to dance around it, Corbs? You're not going to tell uh, Hugh what you did? <laughs> yeah, I was dancing around that one for a little bit. So, <laughs> so when you go back to Ravenswood, you can ask Ranvi if she wants to go to Garten. Oh, you slept with Ranvi, didn't you? But see, I I did, but at first I didn't. I wanted I wanted to see something because the first time I didn't sleep with her, and you wake up on that the perch thing, and she's gone. Yeah. She's taken off, and she's gone back to the settlement. And I was like, well, I want to know what happens if like I I, I, I jumped down and I, I rode back to the settlement. And I was like, wait a minute, I want to see what happens if you do the other thing, like if you actually do sleep with her and find out what happens. And you, it basically is the same thing. And I don't know if when you get back to the settlement, if the responses are different. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I know is that there's a, a good ending. Uh, there may be several endings. And if you piss off your brother too much, you get yeah. the bad ending. And sleeping with his wife is one of the things. I mean, you yeah. only get that. That alone won't five. give you the bad ending. No, five. But yeah. yeah no, three five. strikes. I'm sorry. Three, three strikes. strikes. Yeah. Okay. So you'll you'll want to make sure you you back him up most of the time going forward. And and and, uh, and I do it. There was one time when uh, when you're when you're trying to get. I think Paul is right by where you are when he's looking for uh, Folky. Yeah. When he keeps so you get a you get a chance. You can punch Basham or you can punch your brother. And I punched my brother because well that's also a strike. Yep, I read up on this. <laughs> um, let's just well, say I, I I'm also at, at uh, two strikes so far. Yeah, same things. Yep. <laughs> and uh and as far too. as Ranvi, as far as Ranvi, uh multiple times. It's, 
I keep banging around the uh, the alliance map table. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh yeah, like when you go back to talk to her after that, and there's all sorts of options. Like you can make out with her, and then yep. you, you can you can break take her to bed, her. or you can break up with her, which is the only thing I haven't done yet. Um, and the funny part for me is like when I when the option came for it to go in that direction, Kristen was in the living room with me, and I looked at her. I said, "Well, what should I do here?" She goes, "Fuck her." <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> what you didn't know is she's like, all right, you know, if he, if he does it with her, then I don't have to. Right. <laughs> yep. He's got something else to do now. Well, you, you know, the, the funny part about that is apparently later in the game, her and Sigurd will, will not be together any longer and you'll have your chance with her without fucking up your end game. Oh, well, it's too late now. Now, the Very only thing is, is uh, now I am kind of dodging Petra because I've also gotten to that point in the quest where now it, it gives you the option to start spending time with her and it has the heart icon. So I keep dodging that one. <laughs> well, then, the, oh. then, then there's the creepy one. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, had, to, I had to do a t- text Corbs and was like, what just happened? <laughs> See, I, I don't even know what one you're talking about. The when wedding. The, the wedding. And the guy, the, the, the one oh. of the brothers comes up to you. He's offers you his plow sword. sword yeah <laughs> oh okay i remember what you're, I, when you're when you're standing over the uh the the pig that they roasted yeah and that's yep. when he comes up and asks you and i'm like you know what i mean it makes sense because they're they're writing this for both genders and i mean i i guess it was a freer time back in you know the viking age there was he's very he was very vocal about it maybe it just doesn't matter paul I mean it. I mean, it's gender come on, movement. come on. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Well, the best part for Be me a is a better this, person. No, never. Obviously not. If I'm banging my brother's wife on the <laughs> map table, <laughs> um, I didn't know if like I, I I found a secret like key to unlocking the creepiness in the game or something, because I was messing around <laughs> and I hid all of my armor like right before I went to that dinner with them. So I attended the dinner in my my Viking boxer shorts. <laughs> and then you know how you gotta get the brawl with the brothers. So I'm fighting yep. them just in my boxers. <laughs> and I did that just to piss off Kylie. Like she saw it. She's like, why is he naked? <laughs> um, and I did go through and change my look so he uh, so he has uh the Ragnar look. Okay. Yeah, just because I've, I've gotten back on that kick now. I'm uh, almost done with season two of Vikings. Nice. Yes. Nice. Just got through the Blood Eagle. Oh, yeah. 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 I won't say much more because I figure you're lagging behind on that one, Corbs. Yeah. Well, I found another I found another show to watch this week. So Supernatural? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> God, nope. tell me it isn't Walker. <laughs> Is that even out yet? I yeah. think so. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I've watched five episodes, four or five episodes so far. Is it on TV TV or is it on like streaming service? It's on it's CW, a, isn't it? Yeah, it's on regular TV. They come out weekly. Okay. I just okay. I, I hadn't haven't seen it. Maybe because I'm playing too much Valhalla. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And, and um you said you wanted to uh, discuss another game, Hugh? 
Uh, yeah, I was just going to uh, mention that uh, I picked up, because it's on sale, there's a big uh, PlayStation sale going on, as you probably know, Paul. So um, I picked up Arkham VR, uh, because oh, I've nice. read really good stuff about it, um, but I, I read that it's really short. And they're right, it is super short, um, but I played it from start to finish my first time. Glad that I, I it, it was l- less than an hour long. Glad wow. I only spent a couple bucks on it, but the quality was amazing. Like, they, they really designed this with VR in mind. Uh, it's not a I don't want to say too much in case you get to play it because it is there's some shocks and some twists in this but one thing happened that really blew me away besides the fact that they they really did a a good job utilizing the uh the medium uh especially in a a way that you can't you can't run around and be batman in vr it's just not going to work the controls aren't accurate enough so you don't you don't ever fight any bad guys or anything. It's more of a d- detective, Dark Knight detective kind of thing. Cool. You still have access to a few things. One of them being batarangs, and it is so cool to reach down to your belt, click, pull the trigger, pull up a batarang, and throw it. And it is, first of all, that was amazing. All right. The second thing was there is a point at which um, you end up in front of a mirror, but you don't realize that you're going to do this. You kind of turn a corner, and there's a mirror, and it kind of blew me away because so far in VR, I've not run into a mirror before. The developers knew that this would would kind of like fuck with your brain because all of a sudden there I am I'm Batman I'm moving <laughs> my hands I'm clenching my fists moving my head back and forth ducking and I was like I don't want to say it took me out of it it actually sucked me into it because wow. I've I've I, like I said all these VR games I've been playing I've not run into a mirror before it was it was a real moment uh, yeah if you ever get a chance to play vr i mean if you can find something like that i mean it it really is surreal because now you're seeing yourself not just your hands you know shooting weapons and stuff it's you know we look in a, in a mirror our brains are wired to expect to see ourselves looking back right. so first time in such a, re- a real environment where you're you, you feel like you're kind of actually there for that to happen is um a new experience i can't really say i just keep saying the same thing over again it was amazing awesome very very cool um I, I came across another game, which I haven't played yet, but it looks very interesting to me. Uh, and still in the same uh, vein as uh, Valhalla, um, I, I came across a Viking survival game. It's called Valheim. Mm-hmm. You've heard about oh, this, Hugh? I've heard, I've heard about it, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully the, the crowd hasn't. Um, <laughs> it's um, a game about exploring a huge fantasy world inspired by Norse mythology and Viking culture. You start your adventure at the relatively peaceful center of Valheim. The further from the center you travel, the more challenging the world becomes. But you will also find more valuable materials that you can use to craft deadlier weapons and sturdier armor. You will also build your own Viking strongholds and outposts all over the world. And apparently you can also build a replica of the Millennium Falcon, which is how I came across this. Um, Eventually, you will build a mighty longship and sail the great oceans in search of exotic lands, but be wary of sailing to, sailing too far. Um, so apparently you're a battle-slain warrior. The Valkyries have ferried your soul to Valheim, the 10th Norse world. Uh, besieged by creatures of chaos and ancient enemies of the gods, you are the newest custodian of the primordial purgatory tasked with slaying Odin's ancient rivals and bringing order to Valheim. Um, it basically feels like a scaled down mmo because i guess each server you can only have 10 people in it so i guess it's not massively multiplayer maybe a minimally multiplayer online um but it, it looked pretty cool um it's still in early access mode apparently or, or 
edition. Uh, you can get it on Steam for $19.99. It's only available for the PC and Linux right now. Uh, they said if the demand is there, they may do a version for the Mac. Um, so you you guys have already seen stuff about this? Yeah, I've seen yeah. some. That's cool. I've seen some reports on it. I haven't played it or anything like that. No. Uh, it's something I might look into if I ever get an actual gaming computer again as opposed to the consoles. Uh, they also said they wouldn't rule that out either, that they could come to console someday, but I don't see it happening personally. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that one. The links to that will be on uh, in the show notes and all that good stuff. Um, now I got to switch pages so I can go back to what I was originally looking at. You do that, Paul. I have way too much stuff. Um, so I guess, guys, what's got you geeked? Well, in the same vein uh, that we've been talking, uh, Sony announced PSVR 2 this week. Really? Oh, you, I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. Yeah, no. they are working on a, a new edition of, the, of uh, PSVR. Of course, they do that right after I buy the original. Of course. Yeah. I, but they said it's not going to be out until a, a minimum 2022. I mean, this is this is a ways out, but they wanted to let people know that they're working on it. Uh, apparently, they're working. They're going to have the OLED screens and a wider field division and, and a higher resolution. So that's nice. a, a bonus. Uh, redesigning the controllers and everything. So I think we're going to have uh, instead of these stupid wandy things. I'm I'm hoping we actually have stuff that might you know have fingers. You know, actual. Yeah, because they have the technology for that. It's it's right. just kind of you know Sony was mass marketing it, and all this cool stuff you see in the Oculus and the Vive and all that stuff that all came out after PSVR. PSVR was kind of the first to the market with this, and as they watched their competitors, they were probably like, "Oh fuck, we should have thought of that." <laughs> but now they they've had to continue with. I mean, it, it is kind of an, an outdated and imperfect control scheme. Um, it, it works well enough for now, uh, but ev- everyone else definitely is ahead of them, ahead of the game. The only problem is these are all like. Like the Oculus, like the standalone one, you know, where you don't talk to a computer. That's basically a, an Android phone, uh, which gotcha. is fine. But you you have limited, uh, your hardware is limited. So right, things like you know Sky Skyrim VR aren't going to run on something like that. You need to have it connected to a computer or connected to a, a PlayStation. So the, the regular PSVR gives you a lot more titles and a lot more in depth titles, but the other platforms may offer a better casual experience. I'm hoping PSVR 2 is going to kind of bridge that gap. That'll be That's cool. That's what has me excited. That and uh, fried chicken. Two really different things. I know, I'm just I'm making fried chicken tomorrow. And, oh, okay. Uh, I, I've been I've been trying to fine tune my recipe. I, I'm not there yet. I mean, I definitely I can make something that is probably as good as you can commercially get, but I haven't made anything that makes me go, you know what? I never need Popeyes again. <laughs> you know, it's, it's good. It's different, but I, I need to dial in it. Cause it, you can't eat fried chicken every day. You can't no. eat it every week. And it, it's hard to, you know, every time you make the recipe, you got to take detailed notes, so you know what to change next time. And I always forget. So uh, it, it's really hard to perfect a uh, chicken recipe unless you, you know work in a kitchen and you can just do that all day and keep trying it. So uh happened to have a whole thing of buttermilk because you know last week for my uh, mother-in-law's birthday uh Damara needed like two tablespoons of buttermilk for part of the recipe so i had the rest of the thing of buttermilk i'm like i don't usually have this on hand so i threw the chicken and the buttermilk in a bag with some seasonings and it's in the fridge and uh gonna take another swing tomorrow uh hey my recipe is pretty good it uh, it's different in the way i use um one of my primary seasonings is uh i, I toast fennel seeds and then grind them and i only use a little bit but it does come through but it's almost like unless someone says do you taste the fennel you don't taste the fennel until somebody points it out it actually blends into everything else and i'm kind of trying to base the recipe off that because i I don't want it to taste like kfc or popeyes i want to find a something that's 
as good or better, but different. I like it. Yeah. I'm a you big would. fan of fried. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I would. <laughs> it's fried. I'll eat it. Yeah, but that's all I got. Gotcha. Carbs. Uh, mine's kind of in the same vein as uh, fried chicken. I made uh, I made chicken parm this week for my my sister. She's been having a, a rough go at work lately. A lot of the, the people he he manages are leaving because their her her job is going to a risk in in June. They sold the building that she works at, and they're moving their office to a risk in. So people are aren't willing to drive to Riscany three days a week because I guess they're going to be three days in the office. So it's like a 70-30 split right now that they're going to be doing. So she said a lot of people aren't going to be willing to make that drive. So, But if a lot of her people are jumping ship on her or taking spots in different places in the office. So I decided I was going to do it over the weekend, but like I said, my son was sick. So I waited. I I made it from scratch. So I got some chicken breast fillets, you know, boneless chicken breast, split them in half, pounded them out, dredged them, fried them in the pan, pulled them off, threw some uh, like ragu on top, prego on top, put them in the oven for like uh, for about 45 minutes or so, covered, pulled it out, threw some mozzarella cheese on it, about 20 minutes back in the oven, came out, was uh, really moist, able to still able to cut the chicken with a fork. That's how moist it was. So, Came out pretty good. I mean, when I when I put it in the pan to fry it, it said to cook three three minutes on each side. After about a minute, the first one it was like burning, like I flipped it over and it was like black. I'm like the heat down. Well, and they but they they said medium high, so I had it on medium high. that's an average. Every stove, right? Right, exactly. And this is the first time I tried it. I I will try it again. another time but i just it was one of those things like i just you know i've been sitting here for almost a year now you know do it i mean i'm helping out around that around that apartment and clean do the laundry for my mom do the grocery shopping for her because she's has some health issues obviously you guys we've talked about the the diabetes and whatnot but she has glaucoma so she can't really see so she doesn't drive so i drive her or i take her to appointments and all that stuff so i've been doing that so i just decided you know, I'm going to start cooking a little bit. I've been cooking dinner a couple times a week for her and stuff like that just to, to give her a break. So I decided to try chicken parm because that's my favorite. My favorite meal is chicken parm. I always, every time I go to like any Italian restaurant, that's what I get. doesn't matter if I've been there 50 times, I still get the chicken parm. Um, so I decided to give it a shot and, you know, it came out good. I didn't kill anybody. You know, Corbs, I'm impressed. I, first of all, I didn't know you did cooking. Um, so that good job with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had me up until you said the word ragu, and then I was kind of like, oh, well, see, and it, everything it was else was great. Just, just one of those things. I was at the store. I picked up a can of it. Normally, I would, I would buy like Hunt sauce, but then I doctor it myself. I don't make it like fresh. Have I? If I told you what to get, I think I feel like I, I brought it up one week. No. Fermanos, Fermanos crushed tomatoes with uh, it says with olive oil, garlic, and uh, basil. It comes okay. pre-seasoned. Uh, I mean, I know how to make my own spaghetti sauce, and it's fantastic. But this stuff is is so close to it, it's not even worth doing. Uh, so we don't we don't even buy jars of sauce. We just buy the cans of Fermanos crushed tomatoes, and whether it's chili, pizza, spaghetti, whatever, that that's my go-to. And, and you know, nice. the, the thing is, is ragu is is 
heavily processed. It's got a lot of salt in it. You can taste yep. that. You taste them next to each other. This stuff is just crushed tomatoes and spices. So you can doctor it how you want. You can season it how you want. But I cannot fix a jar of ragu if my life yeah. depended on it. It's just not possible. No, you're right. You're right. And like I said, I usually I usually get haunts, and then I you know I put in you know my own my own seasonings like Italian seasoning stuff like that. I, I doctor it up. Um, I threw a little, like I always put a little beef stock in my in my um, in my sauce. So like when I make chili, you know I use two cans of Hunts and then like three cans of like uh, Price Chopper diced tomatoes and stuff like that. But I always put a little bit of water in it, a little bit of beef stock, but you know onion, peppers, stuff like that. So you know I, I've I've made chili for a long time. Everybody raves about raves about my chili. My mom says it's a little too spicy for her. Like when she starts talking about it, she'll start sweating. <laughs> so. But, you know, I just, I, I want to do something nice for my sister. I mean, like I said, she's been having a rough time. So, um, so I decided I called, we called her up and said, Hey, come on over. We're going to, your brother's going to make chicken parm. So I, we invited her over and had chicken parm. So nice. that, that's, that's what had me nice and had me geeked. I mean, it was something to try. Like I said, I had never tried it before. I've always wanted to, to try it, you know? So and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give it a shot. If I fuck it up, I fuck it up and I try again next time. So. But she liked it. I'm gonna try it again, and like you said, you turn the heat down on the the pan to to, to fry the the chicken. So we'll see how it goes from there. But that's what that's me. And, and me being the good friend that I am, decided to troll his post on Facebook about it with a hashtag. Oh yeah, I, yeah. It, it was tame because I, I knew mom was involved in it, so I wasn't gonna be too bad. All I did, I did hashtag Chef Corbs. <laughs> nice. So, and of course, you know, three iron. I thought that's who that was. <laughs> yeah, three iron. Justin, he's like, oh, another party I wasn't invited to. <laughs> well, the last big party was that. Didn't he break both of his legs or something? What the hell? <laughs> no, no, no. That was a different party. <laughs> that was an SU party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that's it. I mean, what about you? I mean, don't feel bad. Mine isn't super exciting either. I, I'm I'm geeked because I get to get my uh, first COVID vaccine shot on Tuesday. Yay! Oh, Gonna nice. go down there, get vaccinated, see if I can't grow a third and fourth eye. Um, but yeah. Um, so because, going? pardon? Where are you going? Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. My yeah. mom's got hers on uh, the fourteenth. Did you have to have it? No, I got to ask you this question because you and I have the. The underlying issue did you have to have a note yes okay you need a doctor's note yeah um, doctor has to say that you have yeah it says i got the diabetes and i'm fat yeah okay that's what it comes down to yeah all right because I, I i know that we talked about it you know that we had to, i just gotta call my doctor now and get the get the that note so i can make my appointment there you go make them what you can they're they're showing up and disappearing fast as hell so well, they're coming out with new ones too now. I mean, there's the you got Johnson the two Johnson's shot. coming, yeah. Johnson's yeah, coming with the one shot, the one vaccination, and there was a there's a third one that's coming out. I just heard it today. That I thought uh, Johnson Johnson was the third, didn't we? Don't we have um, there's a, Pfizer, there's a, Moderna, yeah. and then Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, but I think there's another one shot coming out. Maybe it's nice. Pfizer's got a one shot coming out. Well, shit, can they hurry up with that? <laughs> I know Johnson Johnson. It hasn't. It hasn't got to Johnson and Johnson's like a week away from mass approval. Yeah. So, so I'll get mine, and then like the good one will come out. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. 
Well, I'm just I'm looking at this kind of like you remember when they were trying to decide what we were going to watch movies on, whether it was going to be laser discs, VHSs, mm-hmm. DVDs, Blu-rays, and a lot of companies came up with a lot of different ideas of what they thought would stick, and then one of them did and became the industry standard. Mm-hmm. What if what if you get the Betamax vaccine? It, I will. It will be. That's that's how it's going to work. Is I'll have the Betamax. Let me write that down. <laughs> my father bought a Betamax when it, they came out. Not the VCR. You know um, what? You know what would get me geeked, Paul? What's that? Can you tell me how to make my computer stop running? The hard drives just click, 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 click constantly all the time. It's driving me up a wall. It's clicking. Well, it's making the accessing hard driving noise. Not it's it's oh. not a just a constantly. Um, prop it up so the airflow is coming through the fan more. Is it laying flat on a desk? No, it's not. It's standing up. I don't know. Text me okay. this weekend. We'll do it off mic. We'll okay. figure it out. <laughs> well, see, I was hoping you'd just have some like awesome, awesome answer and I could fix it right now because it's irritating the hell Boom. Out of Have you tried Pull turning it. it off and back on again? Damn it. That's what I didn't do. <laughs> My fix is always a bullet. That works too. <laughs> it's a permanent fix. So, I got to go extreme at that point. Do you remember? Back at our Christmas episode, uh, I just want to check and see if this movie came up because I have my favorite Christmas movie now. Super short here. Uh, I don't recall if we brought this up or not, but I didn't realize Iron Man 3 was a Christmas movie. You know, that's that's very tenuous, but I guess it does take place because at one point, isn't the armor sitting there with the Santa hat on? Yeah, and it takes place at Christmas and he gives Pepper the giant bear for Christmas. No, yes. it is definitely a Christmas. If Die Hard is Yes, a Christmas if that's movie, what I was going to so say. If Iron we Man can 3. say Die Hard, yes. So it does. I, I mean, can you really call that a, a, a favorite movie at all? I love that movie. I was, was underwhelmed with that one. Uh, yeah. But we'll be rewatching soon. Um, and on the other side of the break, I'll discuss that too, because that, okay. that was that was brought up tonight during WandaVision. Um, but yeah, we're, we're running up against our first commercial break here. Uh, so you know what? Let's hop back. We'll come back with, uh, with Hughes News. All right. Sounds good. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19.
And we are back, and let's move right into the news. First up, Game Stonks Part 2. Now, uh, I don't, I'm going to call this Crooked and Crookeder, you know, because it's the sequel and we have to come up with something for it. Uh, this week, uh, GameStop uh, stock skyrocketed again. It has come back down a little bit. Uh, but basically, it seems like uh, Wall Street bets and Reddit are still pushing this. A lot of people held on to their stock. They let it go down to about $43. And uh, just waited, bided their time. Believe it or not, the uh, short sellers shorted it again. They didn't learn their lesson the first time. And it got as high as about $150 Thursday um, before coming back down a little bit. Now, here's the thing. Like, they don't think we're going to notice. Twice on Thursday in the 3 o'clock hour, Wall Street halted trading on GameStop for volatility. Saying it was too volatile, so mm. they halted trading. Okay, seriously, are we expected to believe this? Right. I, I mean, again, they're they're protecting the short sellers, they're protecting the fat cats, and uh, it just drives me nuts. I and mean, we're not going to get into detail now because we did before. But I mean, that right there. I mean, they did the same thing they did last time. They stopped trading to stop it from getting pushed up any further. Uh, but it seems like uh, Reddit is committed to this for the long run, and I, I really don't know how this is going to play out. They want to make a movie about it, but they can't because the story's not over yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure though that eventually they were probably hoping that you know this was going to all blow over. They'd make a movie with you know the main guy from Reddit who kind of pushed it. You know, was played by uh, who's the guy that played Lex Luthor in the. Um, Snyder Eisenberg, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg playing playing the guy that was the mastermind behind it. And we all laugh. And 10 years later, we're like, remember the time gamers tried to take on Wall Street? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Reddit's like, fuck you. We're not done yet. So uh, we're going to have to see where this goes. Next up, Nielsen Box Full of Kryptonite, the premiere of Su Superman and Lois, which I wrote as SNL here. The, that's that's kind of just kind of jumps out at me. Gave the CW its best Wednesday night ratings in two years. It was uh, uh, episode 15 of uh, The Flash season five, I believe it was, was their highest Wednesday night rating uh, uh, for, for years. So uh, did a great job. Well, not as high as the two million plus that Walker got when it premiered. Uh, it still is, is a good show. Yeah, Walker Walker is doing well. Good. Um, it's uh, it, it did well with viewers. A lot of the critics are kind of like, eh, we don't know about it. It doesn't have teeth. But a lot of the, the actual people are going, I really like this different take on Superman. Um, that being said, I watched it. I actually liked it a lot. Um, not yeah. just because I'll watch anything CW puts on there, but it's nice to see and he's not really older, but you know, a Superman dealing with losing his job, um, raising two teenage boys, one of which has some sort of mental health issue. You know, it's, it's a lot more about family, uh, than it is about, um, you know, superpowers and punching things. And, you know, his greatest superpower is probably going to be being a father. And, uh, I think that's a message that we could all use a little bit of. Now we're going to have to talk about some of the other Superman news, uh, that just came out today later on in the show. Did not have a chance to put that in here. Um, and then uh, finally, making Superwoman great again. This week, Phil Jimenez opened up about problems he had during his run on Superwoman, including having stories he set up wiped out of canon by the Superman Reborn arc, which merged the uh, pre-crisis and New 52 uh, Supermans and histories. He was also given a note, not an edict. He made sure to say it wasn't an edict, but a note to make the book more appealing to Trump voters. You see, so you haven't read this yet, huh, Paul? You haven't no. read about this? I, I'm a little taken aback by that um not that somebody shouldn't make comic books that appeal to trump voters everybody should be able to enjoy comic books uh but it just seems like any company pushing that right now kind of puts them in you know the crosshairs i mean the industry as a whole is you know 
we, we, we inclusion, you know, uh, having people of different races, colors, beliefs, sexualities, identities, everything all, all be in there. It's just an odd thing. And, and to take a, she, it's not like they took Superman, but a closely connected character to him uh, to try to say, Hey, appeal to the people who, you know, are in, in many cases, the complete opposite of the ideal she stands for. Uh, I, I don't get that. I mean, it, that's yeah, that's an odd choice. Yeah, I, I mean, any character would be an odd choice, but to specifically pick, you know, Superwoman, I mean, I, I don't think you're going to do yourself any favors there. You know, I mean, Super Superwoman's a great character. Does, I don't think she sells a lot of comic books. That's why she, you know, she's continually, you know, ending and starting books and ending and starting books and primarily a supporting character for the most part. Uh, but again, for DC to take any character and kind of push that, um, I mean, I can't imagine Trump going, you know, at a rally. Oh, and by the way, did you see the latest issue of Supergirl? <laughs> I mean, I, I just, why, why, why put a big pile of shit on the floor to step in later on? Uh, but that's the news, kids. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the internet exploded this week uh, about new ways to poop. Have any of you heard about this? Something was uh, revealed called splinting. And uh, basically what happened is uh, some ladies were talking about, you know, having issues pooping, like had to poop, couldn't get it out. And uh, someone uh, told them there is a, a, a way to kind of force yourself to poop. And what they will do is they will take their thumb, they will right up in their vagina and push down and it will pop the turd right off the ass. Paul's looking. Yes, it is called splinting, also sometimes called the Adele. Hello from the other side. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I was kind of shocked by this. We lost Corbs. Uh, but, you know, instead of making some sort of veiled political joke, I'm going to go and do some research and see if I can, you know, figure out an equivalent of that for men. Uh, if I can figure out something, you know, something we can do to poop faster, I'm going to keep with the musical naming and call it the Exit Sandman. Paul? In other news, in Singapore, it is illegal to sell our own chewing gum. Back to you, Corbs. God. Sorry, I got to break you guys every chance I get. <sighs> I got nothing after that, man. Well, I, I completely blew that delivery because my chair kicked out on me and I almost went out of my fucking ass. <laughs> that would have been a lot better. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, Corbs, let's hit the movie review. Movie review this week is going to be uh, Lethal Weapon. In 19, 1987 starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover and it was directed by Richard Donner get the weapons Mel Gibson is a a walking wounded LA narcotics officer on the edge of suicide uh, bounced down to homicide he's teamed with a cautious veteran Danny Glover, Roger Murtaugh who just hit the big 5-0 uh, Glover can't figure out Gibson if Gibson's acting crazy or looking to actually crazy, really actually nuts. Um, basically, the movie is revolves around Murtaugh and Riggs. Can't remember his name. Um, they're looking into a quote unquote suicide of a hooker. Now the hooker ends up being the daughter of one of Roger Murtaugh's Vietnam buddies that they knew he knew from uh, from the war. Um, come to find out that she was actually murdered 
not wasn't a suicide it was a homicide um, as they delve farther deeper into it they realize that um, his buddy is actually involved in drug smuggling um, so it goes about how they, you know they they kill him they try to kill Mel Gibson um, he is a former Gibson's character um, Riggs is a former special forces vet from the Marines who joined when he was real young. He was a, he's a sniper, martial artist. He's they, that's where he, they get the whole lethal weapon. They consider him a lethal weapon. Um, basically a lot of action, really nonstop action in this movie. If you, if you ever watched it, it's really kind of like action. They have dinner, more action, they drive a car, more action. So it's really like just a straight action movie. Great movie in my mind. Um, it set up three sequels and a TV series. So there's, it's it's kind of lived on. They had talked about doing a fourth sequel. I, I just think that Glover is too old now to do and Gibson it. Gibson is toxic. Yeah. Basically they're, they're, they're both, I mean, with with Glover being, I mean, he's, he's in his 80s, I, I believe. So he's he's at least be. in his seventies. Um, I just think he's too old to do, to do stuff like that anymore. So I, I think that the series has run its course. Uh, I'm going to give it four stars. So, you know, it's one of those movies that when it's on, uh, I'll tell you now when it's on, I watch it. Matter of fact, uh, I've been watching it pretty much religiously when it's on this week. Cause I, uh, found out that I have a few more channels in my, uh, my, uh, my account, I'm not going to give the name of the company that I have. I'm not going to give them free publicity, but uh, I found out that when my mom got the next package up, we got a few more of the paid channels, we'll say. Showtime, Cinemax. Nice. Epic. So I've been watching. Uh, they, they've been on there, and they play all four of them right in a row. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I've been watching. I watch. I don't watch. I don't watch all four. I will watch one religiously, but after that, you know, four is probably the next one I would probably sit and watch through. But uh, again, again, I love the movie. Good acting. You know, it's like that buddy cop, whole buddy cop thing that I went with last week. Um, that's this is kind of the one that kind of. I mean, you have Running Scared was came up before this one. Forty Eight Hours came before this one, but this one kind of really jump started that that genre. So. So, like I said, four stars for me. You guys can uh, make your own assessment. <clears throat> well, Roger Ebert agrees with you. Four stars. Of course he does, because he knows me. <laughs> and uh, his review, and I'm assuming the premiere of the movie, because it's usually the same day, uh, was March 6th, 1987. So pretty damn close to uh, probably within the same week, at least, for, for by the time this comes out. <clears throat> and he says, Lethal Weapon is another one of those bruised forearm movies, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. A movie where you and your date grab each other's arm every four minutes and you walk out black and blue and grinning from ear to ear. It's a buddy movie about two homicide cops who chase a gang of drug dealers all over Southern California. And the plot makes an amazing amount of sense considering that the action hardly ever stops for it. The cops are played by Danny Glover as a homebody who has just celebrated his 50th birthday and Mill Gibson as a crazy wild-eyed rebel who has developed a suicidal streak since his wife was killed in a car crash. 
In the space of less than 48 hours, they become partners, share a family dinner, kill several people, survive a shootout in the desert, battle with helicopters and machine guns, toss hand grenades, jump off buildings, rescue Glover's kidnapped daughter, drive cars through walls, endure torture by electric shock, have a few beers, and repair the engine on Glover's boat. That sounds like the first two days of our friendship. Right. That's (laughs) how you're supposed to do it, right? Not in that order. The movie's so tightly wound up, it's like a rubber band ready to snap. Richard Donner, the director, throws action scenes at us like hardballs, and we don't know when to duck. All the elements of this movie have been seen many times before. The chases, the explosions, the hostage negotiations. But this movie illustrates a favorite belief of mine, which is that the subject of a movie is much less important than its style. I'm a guy who was bored by shootouts and chase scenes. I've seen it all, but this movie thrilled me from beginning to end. Part of this is because I cared about the characters. Glover has had important roles for several years in movies as different as Places in the Heart and The Color Purple, but this movie makes him a star. His job is to supply the movie's center of gravity, while all the nuts and weirdos and victims whirl around him. He's a family man concerned about those gray hairs he sees in the mirror, not interested in taking unnecessary chances. Gibson is the perfect counterpoint with his wild hair, his slob clothing, and his emotional misery. It's a running gag in the movie that Gibson is so suicidal he doesn't care if he lives or dies, and that gives him a definite advantage in showdown situations. That's what happens in a scene where Gibson is up on a rooftop trying to reason with a jumper. Yes. (laughs) I won't spoil the surprise. I'll just say the movie ends with one of the few genuinely unexpected surprises in any recent action film. The supporting cast is strong and has to be to stand out in the midst of mayhem. Gary Busey, slimmed down and bright of high, makes an appropriately hateful killer. And Tracy Wolf, as Glover's good-looking daughter, is cute when she gets a teenage crush on Gibson. But most of the attention focuses on Glover and Gibson, and they work easily together as if they were having fun. Their eccentric personal rhythms supplying a counterpoint to the movie's roar of violence. Now about that matter of style. In a sense, a movie like Lethal Weapon isn't about violence at all. It's about movement and timing, the choreography of bodies and weapons in time and space. In lesser movies, people stand there and shoot at each other and we're bored. In a movie with the energy of this one, we're exhilarated by the sheer freedom of movement. The violence becomes surrealistic and less important than the movie's underlying energy level. Richard Donner has directed a lot of classy pictures. My favorites are Inside Moves, Lady Hawk, and the original Superman, which is still the best. This time, he tops himself. Wow. Or I am really surprised that he liked that movie so much. Yeah, because he seems he really seems to go for more of the non-genre kind of thing, like non-mainstream popcorn flicks. I shouldn't say genre because that means a whole different thing for us yeah. now. I wonder what he would think of the Superman reboot that was announced today. Look at you go. Um, King of segues over here. Warner <laughs> Brothers has announced, and, and there's no casting information uh, officially yet. We don't even officially know if Henry Cable is going to be Superman or not, but word from uh, people who are sources, whatever those are, are saying they're looking to cast the first black Superman. And now Will Smith is too old to be the first black Superman. Yeah, Will Smith was never the right choice for Superman. I mean, he's too funny looking. Come on. I mean, he's funny looking in a good looking guy way, but not in a square jawed superhero from an alien planet way. I could never take him seriously like that. Didn't he already do that and was called Hancock? I, yeah, but I mean, he was playing like in Hancock. He was like all fucked up and drunk half the time and whatever. I mean, that you know, it, Superman has a different uh, 
um, aura. And, uh, you know, I, I think you, you need uh, somebody who's, who shares that kind of aura. Uh, you know, for, like they're saying, Michael B. Jordan, probably a forerunner. Um, he's been up for it before. He's talked to Warner Brothers about playing Superman. Mm-hmm. And he does have that right look uh, yes. to pull it off. Um, what, about like, I mean, uh, what about Donald Glover? Probably could do it too. I mean, I, I always see him with more hair. He always has more hair. So yes. it's kind of hard to imagine him, whereas Michael B. Jordan has plenty of times had, you know, no facial hair and a short haircut. So it's easier to imagine him, right. you know, in that, that role. My, my question to you guys is this. Uh, we're going to have the, um, the obvious racists going nuts about this. I mean, personally, I don't give a shit. I Black Superman's completely fine. My question is, do you change the origin story? Because if he's Superman and he happens to be Black, that's perfectly fine. If he's Superman, his ship crash lands in Harlem and you know it, it's all you know no offense but you, 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 chicken wings and greens from mom pa Kent, and it, they completely change the character i'm not saying i have a problem with that but that's kind of radical it would almost be interesting but i can't imagine a studio wanting to place a 200 million dollar bet on something like that right i i think you can tweak it to make it more culturally diverse without going as far as dropping him in the middle of new york city why not do him in atlanta or a suburb of atlanta in georgia somewhere like that so you can still do the southern drop him in like memphis you know well i mean those are places you have a lot of you have a lot of farms i mean that that would be almost doing the same thing which I, i don't have a problem with i mean i think you can do the same story you know, he's raised by a, a black couple on their farm. What I'm saying is, do you think the studio is going to try to go the whole urbanize it? Know, what urbanize it? Yeah, I, I was looking for the word. I wasn't sure what to say without saying something that sounded awful. I guess, uh, right. yeah, urbanize it. Is that what you do with it, or is it just cast a black Superman? That's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you see that we have a person of color writing it, right? Uh, yes, yeah, Tahisi Coates. Thank you, because okay. I was not going to try and pronounce that. Yeah, um, it, it's it's just yeah. I, I wonder if they're going to go that route. Uh, if they, you know, Superman's going to be battling racism in high school or something like that. Actually, that might be interesting. I, I guess I, 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 the core of my question is really more okay. Um, we want inclusion, especially certain parts of, of the left want more inclusion and diversity and things like that. Is casting a, a black actor in the role enough, or do you think that they want to completely urbanize the character and do almost like a reimagining of it? I'm just curious. You know, I, I wish people responded to us when I ask these questions. No one ever does. Cause I'd really like to know, is this good enough or do you want to take it further? Do you think we should, do we have a, a uh, imperative to take it further? Uh, I, I think you, you have to at least tweak it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. You gotta, you gotta kind of tweak just a little bit of if you, if that's the way, if that's the way they're going to go with it. Man, Pa can't need to be black. He yep. needs to learn that, like, he's going to deal with inherent racism. Yeah, and he's not allowed to fight back because he will kill people. That's, so that's good. That's really good. You know, yeah. so that that's that's the struggle instead of yeah, you can't really excel on the football field because you have powers and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. No, you can't kill the racist because it's not fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I really hope that uh, more information comes out quickly because I'd really like to know what direction they're taking this in. And, and as I understand it, the writer, he, he's phenomenal, right? He? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, because um, he's doing Black Panther, or he has been. Yeah. He's been writing the comic. He's been writing the comic. So Just make it clear. The pedigree here is, you know, fantastic. I'm probably definitely the right people to handle it. Uh, it's just, it's a. Uh, Except for Warner can... Brothers. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the only true. part I'm worried well, about. Well, look, at, look at it this way. Um, when, uh, before uh, Tom Holland was cast as Spider-Man, there were rumors that, you know, we were going to get a black Spider-Man. Okay. If you got a black Spider-Man, it doesn't necessarily impact the story at all because he's already growing up in the Bronx. Right. You know, there, there, right. there, there wouldn't, even if you wanted to urbanize it, I mean, I, I don't think that there's going to be a huge change because, you know, the, the character is, you know, he's a nerd. He's not going to be into the, the gang type stuff or anything like that. Anyway, no matter what color he is, uh, Superman could go either way. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not, he's not as clearly defined. Um, I guess that's not, I should have uh, actually taken some more time and, and made some more notes on this. Does what I'm saying make sense? He's yeah. a character that okay, you know, because because that that could really flip things on on its head because of where the character's from. You know, a black guy in fucking what, Nebraska or something. I don't know. Uh, is is completely different. If you replace a white guy with a black guy in the Bronx, not really that big of a difference. Right. Right. I think that segment kind of got away from me. Yeah, yeah, but we don't have a lot of information to go off of yet. This yeah. literally broke like two hours ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I threw it on my thing, uh, my list here, you know, while I was waiting for you to come into the Zoom call. So I didn't really have time to organize my thoughts. That's all right. It's, I mean, it's 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 definitely going to be interesting, and I kind of hope they do go with it. I mean, because it's, it's not like the Constantine, Constantine thing like we had a problem with last week, because, yeah. like you said, there's never been a faithful adaptation. Well, we've had multiple faithful adaptations yes. of Superman. Yes, I, I so. agree it's it's okay to try something new mm-hmm. so, but you know permission. what's not okay paul I, I there's something that's definitely not okay what the fuck is up with our trash people wait are we talking about homeless people or you mean the people that no, pick your trash up the people that pick our trash up you know i'm usually the first to wave at those guys you know going down the street or if i'm outside or whatever you know thank I, i'm like thank you for dealing with my shit but you know something happened this week that really pissed me off now I don't know about you guys. Maybe you're fucking slobs and you throw everything all over the place. But I take all of my nasty shit. I put it in bags and tie them tightly. I put all my recyclables in bins. I put everything out at the curb, nice and organized. And every single week, my trash can is tipped over. My uh, recycle bins, sometimes they're in the street. Sometimes they're in the neighbor's yard. Everything's all over the fucking place. I mean, you could even throw it at the spot I left it and it would be good enough. But they don't. And this week... Something really gross happened, okay? Uh, we're, we're getting some nice weather here in central New York. We get some thaw. You know, there's some water running down the sides of the street. On trash day, that's not water, okay? That's trash juice, okay? It's nasty, dirty, disgusting trash juice. And I had to reach into that trash juice to pick up my recycle bin, which was on its side, with that trash juice inside. And it sprayed off. And I ended up with garbage martini all over my legs, all right? I am now immune to COVID's 19 through 21 and have a new nipple on my elbow. I'm so irritated by that. It was so fucking gross. And all they had to do was fucking throw it at my car, okay? (laughs) Just get it in the fucking driveway where it was. Fuck me. I know what you're talking about. The same shit happens to me. And last week, they actually broke one of my... uh recycle bins because they chucked that and like they, they cracked it down the side and I there's just, nothing i can do about that so. you can go to the town hall they'll give you a new one 
I already or have five. Stand out there when they take your garbage and toss it back. Mean mug them. Just stand there. Just. <laughs> I'm not gonna worry about any of that shit. They come and pick mine up every week. Nice. I got it in the, the, the dumpster. Complex, they got a dumpster. You just throw in the dumpster. There you go. Of course, the only issue I have with them is they come at five fucking o'clock in the morning. Well, you weren't up until three playing Valhalla. Well, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Did, sometimes, did anybody... I'm they, sometimes I'm slow up when they come and pick it up, but that's a different story. <laughs> did anybody watch Walking Dead last week? I didn't have a new Walking Dead last week. I had the, the what do you call it? Extended version. Yeah, like the sneak no. preview thing. The, well, it, I wasn't sure if you guys uh, would have gotten it or not. Um, AMC Plus uh, always shows the episodes a week early now. Oh, so gotcha. we got to watch the uh, the premiere last Sunday. Nice. Um, nice. So, But I wasn't sure if we'd be able to talk about it because I, I wasn't sure. If you, yeah, you know what it was? I... I I decided I'm going to go. I have Discovery Plus now because nice. goddamn if it's not worth it. And um, I, I pay for Shutter, and I'm like, you know what? AMC owns Shutter for two dollars more. I can get AMC Plus, which is all of their shit, Walking Dead stuff early, and I still get Shutter. So it was kind of like, you know, why it's a no brainer. Yeah, 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 really. How much so, is? I'm going to ask you that question. How much is Discovery Plus? Um, I think the no, the no commercials is eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Okay. And uh, I prim- primarily got it because uh, Good Eats is now exclusively on Discovery Plus. Yeah, my mom and, likes uh, a bunch of shows that's head- that are heading there. We're trying to decide whether or not to. Well, you know, they're they're doing lots of um, content specific for the platform. Like, I don't know if your mom's into this, but my wife likes the 90 Day Fiance stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have 90 Day Fiance Universe. They're like making like seven or eight different shows specifically just for that platform along with the regular ones. Uh, but it's it's every I mean, I was looking through the, the list of uh, what, what's on there and it's everything I like about TV with the exception of, you know, the, the few scripted shows that I like. Um, I mean, you got your paranormal stuff, your science stuff, your cooking stuff. That's all the cooking channel shit. Uh, that's all Destination America, all the Bigfoot, the UFO, uh, Ghost Hunters. I mean, all the really interesting stuff is all owned by Discovery. Right. So nice. It's it's inc- it's an incredible platform and it, it's yes. very slick. It works very well. Yeah, she watches like the home improvement shows. Mm-hmm. That stuff too. Flip, flip, flip and flop, all that stuff. Uh, she watches that stuff, and then the other one she watches is flea market flip, where they they go to flea market, find something, and make it into something, and then sell it. She watches all that stuff. So they're all heading over there. So she's we're trying to figure out if it's if it's worth it. Obviously, you're saying that it's it definitely it's definitely worth it. I, I think so because I really when they announced it, I didn't realize how much stuff Discovery actually owned until I I, I started started it and I, I went and I was like, holy crap! Like, other like I said, other than the scripted stuff, just about everything we watch is there. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, and and a lot of stuff that I, I wouldn't have known, but it's all in, a, in one neat little package. So I'll probably start watching it again. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> Paul, you had a Marvel thing you wanted to talk about. Yeah, it's and it's funny because I think you just addressed it last week uh, while watching WandaVision tonight. Um, it it was thrown out there that we need to do a, an entire rewatch of the MCU. So we're going to be starting that adventure in chronological order very soon. Don't forget the Spider-Man movies aren't there. You have to slot. Yes, them in no, those I have on Voodoo anyway. So. I have to figure out. Well, I know where to slot those ones in. You don't um, need to worry about that till after Civil War. Yeah, that's true because you know 
him getting introduced and all that shit. Um, so yeah, apparently we're going to start that. So we, we get to go on that same adventure that you were talking about. Um, because you know, Kylie will happen in the same vein and yeah, it's just going to be everywhere. But, uh, Kristen requested this. So what? Yeah. She wants to uh, do a full rewatch. You have Scarlet witch powers. Don't you? You've completely I like made wish. it over. That would be great. I would totally be a villain. That's no doubt in my mind. Basically, just without he, he superpowers. <laughs> actually an IT guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it. So yeah, eventually we'll be getting back to uh, Iron Man 3 so I can watch it with more of a critical eye this time. Because I remember when I originally saw it, I was, I was underwhelmed. Well, you might have been mad because, oh, they fucked up the Mandarin like a lot of people were. I, oh, no, I like, knew about it ahead of time. Oh, I was like, that is such a great twist, such a great way to use Sir Ben Kingsley and have him actually play two completely diametrically opposed roles in the same movie. I, I love everything about that movie. Absolutely my favorite Iron Man movie. Um, nice. I, I understand that it maybe it was a little bit much for some people, uh, but I I think that, that's a five-star movie for me, hands down. No questions asked. Nice. I just remember being underwhelmed, so I'll have to give it a closer watch this time. You should. I mean, it's even got the kid in it and lots of Harley, heartwarming right? scenes. Lots of, yeah, lots of humor. Um, but uh, I, I'm really surprised that you, you didn't like it as much. because I mean, it was definitely way better than two. And while it's, it's hard yeah, to top was, the first Yeah. No, it's hard to top one the first was the only one, one I really liked. The first one is a great origin story, but I really do think Iron Man 3 is a better movie than one. Yeah. I'm interested to go back and see that as well as the first two Thor movies because I remember being extremely, extremely disappointed with those. I thought the first one was great. The second one, it took me like a year and a half to watch. Uh, like I watched half of it and then didn't finish it till like a year and a half later. Um, so I, I didn't have really great memories of it, but having uh, finished it last week, I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't as good as the first. wasn't wasn't as good as the third. But uh, it definitely was I probably it's probably the weakest movie in the entire MCU. I would agree with that. Uh, we just uh, we finished. Uh, we watched uh, Winter Soldier, and we're in the last like forty minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. And then it was bedtime, so we'll finish that tomorrow. Nice. Uh, that's a fight. Avery really wanted to skip Guardians of the Galaxy. Both of them. Really. She doesn't. No, doesn't know the, the characters. characters. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, what we've been watching, the characters kind of come out of other things. And and she's like, what, a raccoon in a tree? Why do I want to watch this? Can't we just skip to Avengers Ultron? And I'm like, no, you have to watch this. I'm like, the girl with green skin? Yeah, that's that's Thanos' daughter. Oh, she's a bad guy? No, she's not a fuck. Just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, you have no idea how often that happens. She's like, pause, 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 dad. I mean, that, that happens 50 times throughout a two hour movie. And she wants me to explain something that's actually happening. And if she waited 30 more seconds for the, let them talk, she would know the answer to the question. Like, I don't even know how she's coming up with questions, but you like, you shouldn't even have the question yet because they're in the midst of explaining it. Right. It's kind of like, if like, let's do math. In that, like, here, do this two plus. Wait, 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 hold on. What's the second number? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. Just let me finish. No, what's the second number? Trying to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is gonna be me in a couple weeks on the same exact rant. Just that's that's what we're coming up into. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. 
All right. I think it's about time we go back to our 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 sci-fi horror fast ads. And uh, we'll come back in and we will uh, wrap the show up. All right. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we're back. So I, I want to bring up, uh, not bring up, I want to discuss and let you guys know, I, I watched this show on Netflix on Wednesday night and uh, I'd heard about it. And the reason, and the reason I heard about it was uh, Kim Coates was in it. Probably know who oh, Kim Coates is. I do. It's take from, take from Sons of Anarchy. Anytime I see somebody from the Sons, I, I watch a TV show just to see what it, see what it is. So I figured oh, I'm going to watch this. He'll be in it, you know, a couple episodes here or there. He's only in the first episode, but his character in the first episode, hysterical. <laughs> Nothing like Tig. Nothing. That's good because that's. Yeah, that, he got a little creepy yeah. at the end, <laughs> but he is freaking hysterical. I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. Like I was physically laughing out loud, like bellow laughing out loud, like deep from your belly chuckle my mom had to come into my room and say to me in exact words what the fuck are you watching what a strange thing to say at your age (laughs) (laughs) so it's it stars kevin james and uh a couple other people that you probably know nobody's even heard of i looked some of these people up on online one of their both two of the, the two female leads both theater actors never heard of them both hysterical. The only person that's in that you would know is Bruce McGill, older actor from the from the eighties. Like he's a bit actor. If you saw him, you'd be like, "Oh, I know who that guy is." Okay. I, I'm recommending this to you guys, and I know he won't watch it because I haven't watched Supernatural yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Laugh out loud funny i i went to watch like one or two episodes i wanted to watch a couple episodes on wednesday night so that i could watch a couple more on thursday before i went and saw kelly and watch a couple more today so i could talk about it tonight i ended up binge watching all 10 episodes on wednesday night they're only 30 minutes long less than that they're only like 25 minutes long 
I, I, I can't say enough about how funny, at least how funny I thought it was. I mean, uh, just some of the, the, the skits and stuff, and not the, or the skits. Basically, what it is is Kevin James is a is a pit crew chief for a NASCAR driver. Okay. And the, the driver for the car, dumber than a box of rocks. And as race car drivers are. Yeah. As most NASCAR drivers are. Just the, 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 the stuff this kid says, you're just thinking to yourself, what? What? Why? What? And they, and they rip on this kid the entire time. Like the, the running gag is he started out the first two years he was there, he was winning like three or four races a year. Now they're like three or four years past that. He's not even finishing the first lap of the race. <laughs> like the one of the first, the first gag is, oh, the, the car is set up really great today. You know, I think we're going to do really well. And as you hear, is a lot of, and they look at him and go, you want a soft pretzel? <laughs> and he'll get up and walk away. <laughs> so I just, if you, t- you get a chance, Netflix, it's called The Crew. Like I said, 10 episodes, about 20 to 25 minutes long. Won't take you long to get through it. Like I said, I started out watching a couple, wanted to watch a couple episodes. I binge watched it for two and a half hours. And like I said, I was crying at the end. I actually had to tone down the laughing because my son and my mother had gone to bed and I didn't want to wake up. That's how, how loud I was laughing. So give it a shot. If you, if you like it, let me know. If you watch it, let me know. If you don't, well, whatever. Like yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was trying to pull up a picture uh, to share it with you guys uh, about that. Uh, I am pretty sure that Kim Coates is actually Tom Savini in disguise, but he actually gave up on the disguise after about a minute and a half because they look like the same person to me. Yes, they do. You're right. <laughs> I mean, to the point where when I see one of them in a, in something, I'm not sure which one it is until I check the credits. <laughs> That's how closely they resemble each other. Yeah, Corbs, do you know what Tom Savini looks like? No, but I'll look yes, it up. Yes, he does. Okay. He looks yeah. like Kim Coates. Yeah. <laughs> I think they might be the same person. Right. I'll it's one of those where it used to be him wearing like the, the glasses with the fake nose. And he yeah, just gave well, it up. well I, I think maybe Savini got, you know, so tied to the horror genre, he couldn't get regular roles. So he created another persona and didn't even bother <laughs> trying to look different. <laughs> and now Kim Coates gets good meaty roles and Tom Savini, you know, does all the horror cameos. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a good gig. Yeah. You know what? He worked it out. <clears throat> so um have you guys heard that uh they're they're shopping a, a cohesive universe uh show for, for Disney Plus based off of okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Magic Kingdom Universe. It's it's gonna be a shared universe just for all of the Disney theme park characters and storylines this is this is what i found on it found it interesting i mean i'll i'll end up watching this uh this is the write-up i found the time has come for a shared universe with all the disney parks characters on disney plus according to the hollywood reporter ron moore best known for his work on for all mankind and outlander is developing battle star galactica what the fuck (laughs) that wasn't on there sorry and i'd never heard of the guy because i never watched the battle star galactica um I'm assuming you're and, talking about the remake. Yeah, and he came from like Star Trek, all the 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 next gen DS. Oh, he was part of that crew. Star. Yeah, he's he's a big okay. deal. I'll take your word for it. I I mean I, I caught Outlander and I'm like I've heard of that one. <laughs> so, um, but it's a brand new franchise that could potentially involve all the characters that are now a Disney IP. 
The project takes the name of Magic Kingdom Universe and looks to be the equivalent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first installment, The Society of Explorers and Adventurers, will follow a story where the characters of the Disney parks and classic films in the themed lands exist in a different reality. According to THR sources, the plan is to explore some iconic park characters like the seaboat captain from the Jungle Cruise. Isn't that the rock? Um, Yeah. Or Prospector from Big Thunder Mountain or the Climbers of the Matterhorn. Disney Plus has declined to comment, but needless to say, the Magic Kingdom universe is still in its earliest phase of development. So is this a thing we need? Like the animatronic people on the rides are going to be a a show not now i'm not saying it couldn't be a good show but i mean when when i saw the the news headline disney shared universe i thought they were going to some do something crazy and try to tie all of their characters into a universe and i'm like well that's fucking impossible but i would love to see the train wreck but no this I, i don't really see the point i mean this would be like you know let's do a show about chuck e cheese and his band uh didn't they already do that wasn't the banana splits basically I don't even know what that is. Oh, look it up because they made a horror movie out of it. Oh, well, they made a horror movie out of Banana Splits. Yeah, like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes to their keyboard. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'll look it up after. I used to um, watch Banana Splits yeah. when I was younger. So. Yes, that's what I remember as a goofy ass. Yeah. People in costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weren't they a band? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they basically 68. That was the original. Yeah. Now the horror movie version of it literally came out last year. And I think it was like exclusive to Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 2019. Okay. Two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just found it here. I don't know if I want to watch this or not. The director was a Danishka Esterhazy. Whew. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> she said. And, and nobody uh, in the cast is anybody I've ever seen before. So, wow. All I know is it's the same people in suits, the same suits from looks at, but now they're like ex-murderers. Oh, nice. I haven't watched it. I, I mean to at some point. I also want to watch Slenderman. I haven't gotten around to that one either. Um, so WandaVision. This is the last thing I really have to address tonight. I got no clue. I thought this was the last episode for some reason. And then I thought so end, too. And there's one more. Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I was like, okay, this, I know this is going to lead into Dr. Strange, but you did, this is really where you ended. Are you fucking kidding? Um, but no, there's, there's one more. I, you know, has the same problem as last week. I mean, I understand they needed a, uh, an end to explain what happened to her. But again, with the backstory for what's her face, Agatha, uh, yeah, Agatha, all the, the witches and all this stuff. I mean, that, that segment and scene was so far removed from anything we've seen on the show so far, it felt out of place. It felt like a mid-90s made-for-TV Disney movie. Or, or an episode of Charmed. I was just thinking, I was, I was just thinking Charmed. Um, it was just, it reminded me like of the whole like Mr. Boogity era of Disney on TV. And, and you know what? Um, Given what happened after it, would that entire episode have lost anything if we did not have that Salem no. um, segment there? I, I don't think well, so. Unnecessary. We know she's some sort of a powerful witch. She hasn't actually used that 
she's not done anything so crazy that it can't be explained by the line that you know she's a powerful witch right right um anyway but i mean basically all of this was tying up loose ends like explaining everything away the whole episode except you know what they didn't actually explain and this has me confused we saw video footage of wanda stealing vision's corpse yes and now it turns out she didn't yeah so Hayward is a true scumbag. Yeah. So so he so you what you're saying doctored this video isn't clear. Okay, because that wasn't clear because no, we it wasn't all clear. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, they did not make that clear at all. Like I thought when we when when she went to the what was to be their house, I thought we were going to see her having the body in tow. And that's when yeah. you have to read between the lines and no, he still has the fucking body. As we find out in the after credit scene. Yeah, that uh that could have been clearer. Um man, I mean, what does that even mean? Is he zombie vision now? Um, I don't I don't know what he's going to be. Is that a real thing? Zombie vision? Is he is that something like, is that uh, you No, me, like it's it's kind of following in the comics. At one point, vision was destroyed, and I think it was in West Coast Avengers back in the eighties. Or maybe early 90s. And when they fixed him and brought him back, he came back with like without his personality. He was very cold, very distant, very robot-like. That would stand the the whole white. And when in the comics, when he came back, he was completely white, white costume, white face like that. So that's that was what the nod was to that, which I thought that part was cool. But yeah. I, I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with it. And now he, I, I'm assuming we're going to get the same kind of idea with no personality and all that. But I mean, now we have to wrap this up in an episode. I mean, we don't really, I mean, this could springboard back into the Avengers movies and stuff, but. Well, you have to tie up enough ends to make it a satisfying arc for a TV show or people are going to be mad. Yes. Yeah. Because this I mean, isn't something that I think can springboard off into the next show because yeah. that's they're going to have their own loose ends they're already going to have to start off with tying up in uh falcon and the winter soldier yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's no connection at all no i, I agree uh you know though this brings up the question uh, we we've talked about house of m so many times and that 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 very impactful three words I'm starting to question how that concept could even play into this at this point. So, because this has not gone in a direction that I anticipated. Right. And, and how quickly were we explaining away Pietro now? She made yeah. up fake Pietro done. That's it. So that was kind of a kick in the balls there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was a little disappointing. It was a great swerve though. And I, and I mean, it, it got everybody excited there and lots of questions. They, they, they know what they're doing. There's good writing throughout this. They got a plan. Well, uh, yeah. But you know, good writing doesn't do that. Doesn't say, Oh, it was fake Pietro or Pietro. Uh, yes. All right. So, so it you shouldn't know, good, be explained away. Good, but we good know he's writing. still around as of the post credit scene last week. Yeah. So he's still around. So could he, could this be where we get, Pietro back. Yeah, I mean it's damn it. 
uh, it, I feel like it's some. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with that being the uh, the end of of that particular uh, thread. Mm-hmm. It feels like lazy writing. Agreed. And, and they they used him in the post credits sequence last week for a reason. I hope so. so. I yeah. I hope so too. I mean, at least because I got a feeling a lot of this is to showcase Monica Rambeau and to make her a new hero coming out of. I'm assuming Captain Marvel too. So she's going to get a big spotlight next week. We still have, according to, I think the girl that plays Monica, we, we have a huge cameo coming next week that's going to knock people's socks off. And no indications what that is? No. Marvel's, I mean, Disney in general is pretty good about keeping a tight lip on stuff. Yeah. So, so my question becomes is you have the vision that, Wanda made, and you have the vision that they just brought back to life. What the hell is that going to do in the comics? That didn't happen in the comics. We didn't really have. I'm not in the comics. In the fucking TV show. Um, I don't. You you got them both in the same area now. Well, not really. One of them's on the outside. The other was on the inside. I don't know how we're going to reconcile. They brought him back for a reason to do something. To I, I would assume again. Having not read the comic book and not really know what's what's what, I'm assuming they've got him back around for a reason. They wanted to use him as a weapon. Yes, I, I think Sword wanted their own weapon. Yeah, right. you so, know the. Oh, sorry. No, I just, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that now there's two visions. Obviously, the one vision is really not vision. It's a figment of her imagination. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, reality bending powers. She might have you know, really brought, I mean, it may really be him, you know, I mean, he, especially he shows independent tendencies. Yes. He's existed outside the field. He has fought her on things. He's not her puppet. So, uh, and the nature of, of the Scarlet, which is powers. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be that she really did bring him back. It was interesting that um, when she was called the Scarlet witch by Agatha, my wife and my daughter were like, isn't that already her name? I'm like, no, that no one's ever actually called her that in the MCU. In yet. universe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we call her that because that's the character from the comic books and that's what's on all the t-shirts and all the merchandise, but she's never been called the Scarlet Witch before. No, you're right. What is that? What is, what is her, is she not a part of the Avengers in the comic books? No, yeah. she is. Okay. I, Again, like I said, I don't read the comic book, so all I all I get is the the movie version of it. You guys have you guys have read source material, you know. I know you're trying to to, to school me on the source material, which is great. But again, I think they avoided that in in the movies because first of all, the Scarlet Witch is kind of a dumb name. Um, second of all, she didn't come with the uh, the costume, which you saw in the Halloween episode. That was her comic book costume. Mm-hmm. That looks like Scarlet Witch. They didn't go that route, so it made sense not to uh, play up that aspect of the character um, at that time. Because, I mean, really, I, it's, it's a dumb name. It, it was probably a good name in the 60s. Right. But right. it's not a good name now. Um, you know what I think makes this even more uh, confusing and unable uh, or hard to like, guess at is we're at a point here where vision does not necessarily have to continue going on where they're going with the Avengers movies when they're trying to, you know, bring, you know, younger people in and do a different team. And most of the main Avengers are, are kind of gone or whatever. Having vision there isn't a given, right? So the character really could die. This could be the end of the character. Um, 
I mean, there, there are other times where you know that a character can't be gone forever, but in, in this particular case, I mean, I, I don't want to say Vision's expendable, but, you know, Vision is expendable. Yeah, he has never been a core to the team. Like, he is not a linchpin. He's a yeah. great character. He's, he's very cool to have on the team. And, like, there's really cool shit they can do with him, but he's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When's, I, uh, when's, what's, uh, what is it? Falcon in the Winter Soldier or whatever the hell it is? That comes in March. Yes. So we'll have uh, so last like in a couple of days. No, no. We have the last episode of WandaVision next Friday. Then we have the behind the scenes for WandaVision the Friday after that. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier premieres. So like yes. three, okay. So like two, two or three weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward just, to that one too. I just got to make sure I step on this stuff. So, you know, when we get on here on Friday nights, I can, <laughs> I can act like I know what I'm talking about. I'm just hoping we can get through um, the movies before then, because I'm, I'm worried about, I mean, I'm worried about WandaVision spoiling it, but you know, Avery is all like my favorite characters, Iron Man. And I, I, I want to see her real reaction to what happens at the end of Endgame. Yes. I don't want to be spoiled. And I'm like, man, you know what? I mean, I can understand WandaVision really not touching on anything but Wanda and Vision, but I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier might have a, a at least a broader fallout from Endgame. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to ruin it. So I'm like, man, we got to get through these fucking movies. And you're where? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Okay. I, I don't know if we're going to make it. You've got some, you've, you've got some ground to cover. Yeah. Hmm. That's gonna be rough. And you don't want to just jump ahead to those two. You know what I mean? Oh, we're not. We're we're doing yeah. in order. I don't know. That's that's a hard one. Because that is that's such a powerful moment moment. Yeah. And yeah. and I mean I, I experienced it, you know, without knowing and I kinda want her to. I mean, it's right. not that I want to see my daughter cry. I mean, she does irritate the fuck out of me a lot, but I, I actually wanna see if she would have an emotional reaction to that because she is so tied to the character and you know how kids are a lot of times, you know, they don't respond emotionally appropriate to things. I'm actually mm-hmm. curious if she will respond emotionally re- appropriately to that scene. Yeah. That's uh, being a favorite character. She, she might, but it's, it's, it's hard. You don't know. Like mine, like, like I said, when we were going through the Harry Potter movies and Dumbledore dies there, kids weren't phased. <laughs> They just didn't yeah. care. They're just like, eh, okay. And I was like, now you you get it, right? Like he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, that was lost on you. Great, thanks. <laughs> um, but that's about all I got for tonight. Do you guys have anything else besides the cat tail? No, no, nothing else. Just the cat. Say hello, Riley. <laughs> Perfect. Look at that. I just, I just sent you something. Yes, you did. All right. So let's have some dead air while I check my text message for Corbs. Way to go, Corbs. Hey, I tried. Oh, my best. there's a viewing order. Perfect. Yes. Thank oh, you for MC, that. The MCU viewing order? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I got, you know I what? I got it from I, I downloaded, it. Was on, I, it was on Facebook, I believe. I believe it. It's on. Disney Plus has it. In, oh, do they? 
Yeah, if you go to Marvel and then go down like four or five things, they have Marvel Cinematic Universe in order. The only things that don't show up there is Spider Man. Well, Sp- Spider Man and Hulk, because technically, oh. technically Hulk, the Hulk, Ad- I don't like Hulk's in that one, Paul. Yeah, the yeah, Ad- Hulk is here. Yep, the Edward Norton, a Hulk uh, movie, is part of all this. Yep, and uh, this one does have Spider Man. Well, at, le- at least um, it has um, Homecoming, because this one stops with uh, Endgame. Yeah. So very cool. Right. That makes life easy. <laughs> All right. Then I guess uh I guess we're ready for me to drop my my wisdom nuggets. You go for yeah. it, Paul. Drop some Dropping nuggets. your nuggets. <clears throat> Depression is the direct result of getting 10 pounds for a movie role and then realizing you are not an actor. <laughs> Good night, everybody, and mega bite me bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production.